This is the Timothy Project Podcast, and we exist to equip and encourage pastors, missionaries, and ministry leaders. My name is Chad Hunsberger, and with me today is Gretchen Mahan. Uh, how are you doing today, Gretchen? Great. Excellent, excellent. And Emily Barber, how are you? Great. Okay, so Gretchen is, uh, this is our kid men team here at Colonial Heights Baptist Church. So Gretchen works specifically with our elementary age kids, so kindergarten through fifth grade. And Emily works with everybody younger than that. So birth through really around five years old, but until they go to kindergarten and they move up. Is that correct, ladies? Correct. I said that right. You got it. Okay, good. So uh, over the next few podcasts, what, what we're wanting to do is think about uh, yeah, like kid ministry and what that looks like. Uh, both we'll we'll have some different conversations. We'll talk some about uh, in this episode teaching kids. We'll also talk about what it looks like to equip leaders because you're not like a one man show, right? Certainly, we have a whole team. And then what it looks like to come alongside as we train uh, and prepare parents because, and we'll get to this, but part of what we believe is that it. It really is the parent's primary job. I mean, it's Deuteronomy, right, to to lead and equip their children, train them, disciple them. But we want to come alongside them as the church and and think through that. So, um, by the way, uh, just as a side note, super thankful for these two ladies uh, and the work that they do and how God uses them well to lead out in these ministries. Uh, without going into all the detail, uh, both of them, are fairly new in ministry in the last few years, I guess, have done, I say that, uh, vocational ministry, certainly served in kids' ministry, whether here or in another country. Um, and, and so worked with kids for years. But uh, yeah, but in vocational wise, in the last four years for you, Emily, and the last couple years for you, Gretchen, right? So, um, but just great insight that I'm looking forward to uh, kind of digging in a little bit. So when we think about teaching kids, what are some of the things that you hope for for kids to learn in your ministry? Help us think through that a little bit. Neither one of y'all can can kind of get us rolling. Well, since my kids are younger, we'll start with them. Yeah, good. So... The goal of preschool ministry is not necessarily to teach children all they need to know about their faith before they leave right, K-4. Right. The idea would be that we would give them the foundation that they need so that when they get to kindergarten and the things become um, deeper and harder to understand, that they have the basics that they need. So for the most part in preschool, we do not hope that they've made a decision by the time they leave. Mm-hmm excluding the work of the, uh, the Holy Spirit handles that. So, yeah. but that's not something we expect of them. So we're looking for core foundational truths yep. and the appropriate way to do that from babies to fours. And yes, babies. Yeah. They, like we yeah. start it there Yeah. so that by the time they get to Gretchen's ministry, they're ready to hear the built on truth. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to just interject before uh, Gretchen, before you jump in on that, I, one of the things that I think, and you can correct me, but it feels like one of the things that, that no matter what size preschool ministry you have, if you have a preschooler, right? I think about a, a church just last week who had one baby in the whole preschool ministry. Um, but I, I feel like one of the things you're trying to establish, you said like foundation, is that like church is a safe place. Church is a 
enjoyable place. Like you, you should be excited to come here. The people that are going to greet you are going to love you. Uh, that that there is kindness here. There is gentleness here. There is joy here. And so that that establishes, in a sense, like church is safe. Uh, certainly, we want to. There, there's all the security issues and and things. That that's more. Uh, we have to make sure it's safe. Yes, but, but we yes. want we want it to feel have that kind of sense of hey, this is this is a good place. And so that's even part of the work of teaching that young. Wouldn't you yes. say? So we have. We're gonna. I'll mention this several times okay. probably, but. Our family ministry strategy mm-hmm. is what we build on. It's a it's a long graphic, so if yeah. someone wants to see it, they're definitely able to access it on our website. But what is our website? Colonialheights.org. Great job, great job. Um, <laughs> past. Um, okay, so there's that is broken into five categories, and one of them is the church, mm-hmm. and we have truths that we we call them core truths, but it's basically the things we want them to know about those five categories at each level that they pass through our age ministries. Yeah. And but the church, what they learn in preschool is exactly that, that church is more than a building. Church is where I come and I'm immediately loved. People talk nicely to my mom when they drop me off. If my mom looks stressed, people give her a hug. If I'm stressed, people give me a hug. That is the truth about the church that we hope they mm-hmm. learn. We want them to feel and see that people are different here mm-hmm. because that's what we're, when it gets to Gretchen's ministry and they're talking higher level truths about the church, if they have not been able to see a different type of love here, then it's not any different. Right. So sure. yeah, we'll keep getting into yeah. that, but that's definitely part of what they learn. Yeah. So Gretchen, what are, what are some of your thoughts in regard to kind of what are some things you hope for? elementary age to learn uh, before they exit your kind of area of leadership? Well, starting in the lower elementary, um, we, again, are building on that. This is a good place. This is a safe place. This is where I come to understand more about who God is. And referring back to the core truths, we do talk about um, who God is, that he is the creator. And as kids get older, we talk more about my relationship with him, mm-hmm. what I want to do, what I need to do to, to walk with him. We talk about who man is, that man is sinful, that um, he needs a savior. Uh, we talk about the Bible, that the Bible is God's truth, that mm-hmm. has no error. It is unchanging. It is something I can point my feet on. Um, the church, again, as Emily referred to, is a safe place. It's a, a group of people who are walking a common walk to yeah. try to, to get closer to the Lord. And then the world is um, a a place that needs Christ. And so as we have learned about him, we learned that that is where we need to walk out and talk to people and share our faith. So those are the foundational things that we build on. And again, according to the age of the child in lower elementary, those are much more simple truths. When Mm -hmm. kids get to be fifth grade and they're about to exit the ministry, we hope that they are able to articulate their faith and understand um, where other people are coming from as they are sharing the gospel with them and be able to um, really just testify why they believe what they believe mm-hmm. and how they came to that understanding sure. and that the scripture and is what God guides them through that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, so um, I just had one leave the preschool ministry and I just had two leave the elementary uh, kid ministry and move into 
uh, youth group, student ministry. And so uh, in, in thinking some about what I've seen from them and, uh, you know, again, so thankful that my kids were under y'all's leadership in that way. I think about my my now sixth graders that just left and went into middle school. And I think about some of the things that, that they came away with, particularly in regards to Bible knowledge and their ability to find passages of Scripture and their ability to study it on their own and learn. Um, I also think, though, about this it is in that elementary age that it seems like, and even based on what you were just describing, um, that that's where things become uh, a, a clearer gospel-centric, right? right? We're, we're still teaching gospel truths at preschool, but there is a, there is a, uh, our reality is that we look to many children and say, you're beginning to to know right from wrong. You're beginning to really establish sin and you know, disobedience. You're, this isn't just because I got a spanking. This is because it disappointed God. Like this was a offense to God. And so as they get older into the older ages of elementary, uh, kind of moving in those preteen kind of years, we're really hoping at that point, we have made it, again, we're trusting the Spirit, like you said, Emily, but we are hoping, right, that, that that's our prayer is, okay, by the time it, they leave us, it, that your ministry, it won't be because they, they didn't hear it clearly that they aren't followers of Christ, right? They may not be, and again, that's not up to us, but it will, it will be clearly communicated on multiple ways. So, all right, help us think through then, and, and again, you can share this in regards to like your own uh, how that works for you specifically, or, or other places you've seen any of that kind of stuff. But what are some of the ways in which you teach those truths? Because again, there's like there's large groups, there's small groups, there's camps, there's VBSs, there's there's like all different kinds of settings. So yeah, what does that practically look like in your ministries? Um, as you, as you teach those kind of core truths? So in preschool, it's based on care, especially mm-hmm. in your babies and ones. So what that looks like with kids who are literally relying on you for their care, it looks like providing that care in a way that one it goes back to them knowing they're loved and saved. Mm. But also it has to do with just what you say to them. When you're holding a child... You're going to say something to them, mm-hmm. I hope. I mean, I hope you don't just look at them. <laughs> but for me, it's equipping my teachers to know with a one-year-old, good luck getting them to sit down for a lesson. But if you're going to be changing their diaper, you're going to be saying something. Why not? Instead of, it's okay, buddy, calm down. Why not say, hey, buddy, Jesus loves you. This is a safe, this mm-hmm. is your church. You're safe here. You're mm-hmm. loved here. Or even the truth of the Bible story of the day. My baby teachers still get a copy of the Bible story. Mm-hmm. The picture they put under the our changing tables are under a cabinet. So on the bottom of the cabinet mm-hmm. is the picture of the lesson for yeah, that day. Yeah. So no one, my baby teachers actually this year have started reading the story. They do actually tell the story, but no one's expecting you to teach them to sit a prepped and be, lesson. Yeah, yeah. But if you're going to be speaking... Make it, make it the truth that we want them to hear. They're yeah. not going to repeat it. And then as they get older, that develops. But 
in preschool, it's a lot about what we say while we do the things that are necessary in preschool. Yeah. Um, it's going to be, uh, I would say too, um, from what I observe, uh, I mean, this is actually why song choice matters, right? Um, th- there's all kinds of songs we could sing and even good, fun, silly songs. I'm for those too. But there's also some like good truth in songs. And so what we teach kids uh, through singing, I-, I think about, and that's for both ages, right? I mean, for that matter, for adults, like what we sing. But a lot of times that's where things kind of begin to connect mm-hmm. is through motion, through movement, through, um, uh, yeah, just thinking through it in all of those kind of ways. So so what about for you, Gretchen? Uh, again, you have a, a wide range, so a kindergartner is going to think differently than a fifth grader, but but what does that look like, large group, small group? Uh, what, what are some practical things that you guys do? So our life groups, which is also known as Sunday School, uh-huh. sure, sure. Um, we have both a small group format and large group format. So large group like on the same day, on the same day okay. in in the hour and 15 minutes okay. that we have the kids um, in our ministry area. So the large group would include um, songs, include some um, Bible memory things, just focusing on the verse that we're concentrating on today and then telling the story, reading the story. Um, small group would then be a, a group of, I don't know, five to eight or so, mm-hmm. hopefully not more than that, really. Um, and that is reviewing and applying what you've just learned, uh, kind of unpacking the scripture, talking about what what does this mean? Um, when you're in kindergarten, that that is very different from what you understand when you're in a fourth grade classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that looks different with different areas. Kids developmentally are different, different ages, sure. so we have to... Um, really tailor that for them. Um, on Wednesday nights, we do sort of a similar format, large group, small group, um, focusing on discipleship topics or doing some um, how to be a missionary, what what that looks like, how does a kid a missionary or, yeah. or how does a kid share the gospel mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Um, we have, depending on the age of the child, we um, like for fifth graders, there's a lot more tailored for their age. They're able to do more. They're mm-hmm. ready to do more socially and otherwise. So we may have Bible studies in homes for sure, kids. Sure, sure. Uh, the, the girls would have a Bible study in the, um, with some women and the guys with, with a man. So um, we also have Vacation Bible School where there's a huge mm-hmm. format with all the kids and yeah. then broken down into um, Bible studies and um, different small groups to reinforce what the kids are learning that week. Um, we have camps for different ages, day camp for younger elementary, mm-hmm. um, uh, an away, three-night away camp for older kids. And that is really a very intense time of not just Bible study, but worship, mm-hmm. how to worship through music, how to worship through um, understanding and reading the Word and applying what we're learning. Um, we'll have a different focus for each of those. Prayer is one focus. Um it really just kind of depends on the kids that are there and what we have been teaching through the year that we want to build upon in the summer when they're at camp. So there's a lot of opportunities. um, But the common thing is that it's always, we're going to pull out the Bible. That is a non-negotiable, no matter what we do, Mm -hmm. if it's Wednesday night, Sunday morning, church camp, VBS, we pull out the Bible. Yeah. That is one of the things in our ministry that is that I tell our leaders every time we get together. Do not forget to pull out the Bible. Mm-hmm. I do not care if a kindergartner cannot read mm-hmm. the word Genesis. You pull it out, you open it up, and help. you help them 
No. Find it, see it. Find it. Yep. No, this is what we're getting, mm-hmm. where we're getting these words from. This That's is good. where the truth come from. Um, and also the other non-negotiable is that we're praying for our kids by name every time we're together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that may be interesting if you have 12 kids mm-hmm. in your classroom. Um, but that is everybody needs to hear their name mm-hmm. called aloud to the Lord. And maybe for some kids, this is it. This yeah. is where they get that once a week or whenever they're on campus. Yeah. So that is um, one of the things that we always weave into whatever yeah. we're doing. That's good. A couple of things that, that come to my mind um, that I, I would just throw out to uh, the, the listeners, I guess. I know that primarily there's a, again, there's a church pastors are listening to some of this. So a couple of things I wanted to throw in. One is that in our preschool ministry, um, we, we do not see, particularly, we do not see this as babysitting. We see this as the start of the discipleship process for them to hear and learn these truths. Uh, and so that's even how we recruit uh, leaders that way. That makes recruiting harder sometimes because you're not just looking for somebody to sit in the room. You're looking for somebody that will care and invest and pour into. Uh, and so that kind of, I would encourage that. One thing, um, the, the other thing is in both ministries, I think about uh, kind of all of those uh, in, include hands-on learning, right? So it's literally hands-on. Sometimes it's it's motion. Sometimes it's uh, playing a game, doing an activity, but it's, it's helping kind of motor skills even, even learn that. And so one of the things I would tell you pastors that are listening that I, I don't successfully do every week, but in my sermons, I really strive to rem- remember that there are kids in the room. Um, and so as a result of that, uh, I want to help make sure I explain words, uh, sentences, phrases, whatever. And I want to make sure that that if I can, I try to actually give them something to do. Hey, kids, I want you to to draw this picture uh, that, that reminds us of this thing that we're talking about in Scripture right now. And it, it kind of in, brings kids back into the, the conversation. So I would just encourage you all in that. Anything else? Uh, any recommendations on resources or anything like that before we uh, wrap this episode up? Yes. Um, and I would just add to what you just said about your sermon. Even the way that you say it the same every time, Mm. You always say, hey, kids, mm-hmm. it's like a it's like a reset for a kid, even my kid who I have a five year old. So services are sometimes yeah. long and hard for him. He hears that and he knows you're talking specifically to him. So that's just an encouragement oh, yeah, good. that saying it the same every time, even as a reset for mm-hmm. them, if they've wandered off in their brain, yeah. they hear it and they know what you say matters to them, too. It's not just this is for my parents and I have to sit still. Mm-hmm. Um One resource that has been ministry changing for me is the Lifeway levels of biblical learning. Oh, yeah. So our um, our core truths and our family ministry strategy is our condensed version of that. So um, that's that's on the Colonial Heights website. Lifeway puts out a product called Levels of Biblical Learning, and it is ours is five, Mm -hmm. five concepts and truths. There's. The large version of that takes up a wall, yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was so good for me, especially coming in to do preschool ministry, to see preschoolers are learners. God made mm-hmm. them that way. And it's one of the phases of their life where they learn and absorb the most. That can be a little bit overwhelming, but it can it can also be 
an opportunity. And the levels of biblical learning takes you from what a baby needs to hear all the way down to what a senior in high school needs to hear about the same topic. Mm -hmm. It has helped me personally break down what we need to be teaching, but it's also helped me see what the importance of my ministry is so that our student pastor can do the same. Yeah, It's so that we're doing a good job of taking a baby and being a part of their faith process all the Mm -hmm. way through consistently. And so if you're planning a ministry and this is all pretty overwhelming because it's a lot, it was game changing for me to see you don't have to you don't have to come up with it all. Mm-hmm. This is research based. This is biblically sound and they've broken it up for you. So that's, that's a resource. Um, I don't I don't know exactly where on the Lifeway website it is. You can search levels yeah. of biblical learning and their resources will pop up. Yeah, so good. that's a good one. OK. Well, I hope this has been helpful for you and beneficial for your ministry. If you think so, please rate, review and share it on your social media. And thanks for listening.